I had somebody say this to me one time, like, like, yo, the sample is the star in that beat. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's almost a skill within itself, like when to not, to know when not to go overboard. All right, guys, welcome to episode 10 of Rocks Talk. I'm your host, Mikey Shees, and today's guest is Malcolm Seth. And I'm so grateful enough to uh, have met him and to be able to sit down with him and talk to him about his life. How he started being an MC first, which led him into making music. Talked about his workflow, using machine, talked about how to send beats to artists, how to build relationships, and to not just randomly send out beats to art artists without establishing those relationships with those people. We talked about his philosophy, how the sample is the star, and he basically broke it down, how important it is to not overproduce. Sometimes you can have a lot of elements or different tracks in your songs there's too much going on and to kind of dial it back and we also talked about his uh, stage name it came from Yusef which is first name and Malcolm X especially his attitude by any means necessary and that's something that I got inspired when you told me about that and man he's just a hard-working humble guy I am super grateful to have him on the show I learned a lot of helpful advice from him and I walked away from that interview inspired to make music I hope you guys feel the same way this is episode 10 of Ox Talk with Malcolm Seth. MC first. So I started making beats in order to like do my own stuff and never did my own project. I'm actually putting together my project now. Really? Yeah, man. So I got a couple of pieces. I got like a warm preamp. I don't know if you can see if I can I got like a warm preamp that I use. I got a Joe um, Joe Meek Mequalizer that I kind of play around with. But I bought this DBX compressor limiter from a buddy of mine a while ago. That's his crazy. Dad, his dad used to do like um, like live live sound. I bought it pretty cheap and never used it. And just in looking for the cord for something else, I dug it out again. And I just been running my mic through my preamp through here. Then my interface, so I get like a you know some good vocals out of my mic. So right, I've that is awesome, bro. Yeah, I want to try to get um, I can't go too crazy with hardware pieces, but if I can get some cheap stuff and have like a little, almost like a little chain before I even hit my dog, like like a rack, yeah, yeah, like a rack, yeah, man. So that's one of that's the dope, man. That's one of my goals, man. I'm trying to do it on a budget, so <laughs> yeah, respect, man, yeah. But it's my little setup, like everything that people be asking, like, yo, where you mix? I'm like, yo, I mix out of a bedroom. Like, You're right. This was like a, they use it for a closet, and um. It's big enough for like a guest room, but it was just like perfect. And it's like an awkward kind of shape for me to kind of work out of. And it fits everything. It feels homey too. Like you're comfortable. Like- yeah, yeah. I can, I can fit like three people. I have people come through sometimes. I can fit like three comfort- comfortably three people in here, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty dope, man. I like that, man. Dope. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yo, thank you so much for being my podcast, man. Not a problem. I appreciate it. So tell me, man, what's your origin story? Um, I am from Newark, New Jersey or Newark, however you want to pronounce it. Hey. Um, MC first, been rapping and writing and doing all types of stuff. And um, honestly, recently jumped into production like maybe four years ago. Really? And um, I have been kind of dabbling and like reading and getting into things, buying a couple of pieces, but never mm-hmm. really dove head first into it. I'm trying to think the first program like I ever started, like my stepdad does like indie jazz and he gave me, Oh, really? He gave me, yeah, he gave me Logic like when it was like the box set. Oh, that's awesome. And it had like, you had like 10 discs to install. So I was yeah. with that. Um, bought a cheap microphone doing some things and um and then really got into it, like, you know, like really starting to use Pro Tools and 
stuff like mm-hmm. that. I bought Machine when it was like when it first came out and hated it. I was new to it, and then I was yeah. married the idea of okay, a controller and a doll. I'm just like, well, what the hell is that? Like, right? Like Logic don't have that, so I didn't get it. Um, and then I I tried I put it in the closet, got an NPC, hated that, put that back in the closet, took the machine back out, and then I just kind of caught a curve. A buddy mm-hmm. had been using it, and he was showing me some things, and um, and I kind of just found my own way to work, man. And it, yeah. since Machine has been like my weapon of choice, like I mess around with a bunch of other stuff, but Machine is always home for me. So that's dope, um, man. You know, I chop all my stuff in Machine. Pretty much everything I I do a lot of my mixing in Machine. By the time it hits Pro Tools, it stems or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. pretty much mixed. I might do a little in Pro Tools, but that's it. You know, most of your stuff is done at home, right? Not at a studio. Nah, nah. Everything is done. Yeah, most of my stuff is done at home. Ninety nine percent of it. Um, I get around to a few studios every now and then, mm-hmm. but most of my core work is done here. Okay. Do you travel a lot? I'll pull up at another studio, you know. Yeah. Um, I recently, for the first time, I know this may sound crazy, I went to Atlanta a couple of months ago. and I got Really? To, yeah, I got to do a session with Anonymous for a couple of hours over mm-hmm. um, at Patchwork, and that was pretty dope. Um, I'll travel if need be. You know, I'm always in the city doing stuff, you know, for the most part. Um, but I'll pretty much go anywhere, you know, if I can get there comfortably. Yeah, and that, and that's what I'm trying to do more of this year. Like instead of just sending out random beats or beat packs, if I can pull up at your studio, whether you're a producer or you're an artist, I think, and I don't know if you agree, that it makes a bigger impact. Like if I send you ten beats, you could play them and be like, okay. But if I yeah. and I play ten beats for you, and you know we vibe and as you know, and I'm and I'm kind of explaining to you the ideas that I got for it, you're gonna see those 10 beats like totally different from me just sending them to you in an email. So I'm for sure. trying to do more of that, you know? It feels more personable, you know what I mean? Exactly. And just set random 10 beats like, well, what is this? And but you have a story behind it, some meaning behind it, and it means so much more. Facts, yeah, and you create, like it's a different energy like from just opening the email versus we sitting there, we kicking it, you know? Exactly. Um, I've done a couple of things like that where I find myself like, engaging with the person more on a personal level and then the music comes mm-hmm. you know and then by the time you get to the music it's that much easier to do because you know you already unbroke the barrier you comfortable y'all might have you know talked about a couple of things you had in common so you got a connection so like I said, yeah now let's go cook you know what i mean so exactly you put the rapport that relationship yep so i know you're ready it's like oh dope yeah let's make some music word 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 yeah just like that that's dope man how long do you make music for um how long have I been making music for? I think I was rapping in like the fir- my first studio and I might have been, I could have been 16, 17. Wow. Um, like I said, production is very it's fairly new to me like four years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may not seem new, but to me it is. You know, I'm still learning and um, it's, it's fun, you know. Yeah. I feel like, not that I know everything about writing music or rapping, but I'm mm-hmm. well, you know, I'm much more versed, well versed in that. But as far as the production, I feel like I'm a kid in a candy store because I'm learning like, all yeah you know something that may seem so simple to somebody else just may blow my mind like because i'm still new at it um right yeah but um it's like it's, it's a lot man I, I read a lot of a lot of you know blogs a lot of youtube stuff a lot of articles just about mixing and stuff like that even before mm-hmm. i really started putting hands on a drum machine i was always nose deep and stuff like just reading about compression and stuff like that taking it from like that angle and then when i really got hands on i kind of was like okay i know what this means let me just turn some knobs and make it match up to what's in my head. So and see what happens. Yeah, man. Do you do you enjoy writing more or making music? I enjoy them both. I think because I've been in the producer seat for the past four years, mm-hmm. I fall more in love with the production side of it. Um, but I'm an MC, so it's like I'll sit here and could just be chopping some samples, and I've got eight bars in my head. You know, by the time yeah. the beat done, I got like okay, two verses. 
So I'm never, you know, never not in love with the the you know, with the writing or the MC inside of it. Yeah. Um, but it's just that production's in the forefront, you know. Um, so like I said now, like I'm it's at the point where I know I am late with it. I should have been married to two, you know. Uh-huh. Um I should have been put out a project for myself. So like right. now, now I'm having like I'm in a kitty stage of that, like, wow, I got all these beats, I got a folder of beats that I've been saving for myself. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. So it's like now I'm like, okay, what do I do? But I just know it's gonna be eight to ten eight to ten joints and um you know, it's 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 just gonna be like you're gonna get the Malcolm stuff like that you hear on the beats. You're gonna hear the vocals, and just like then people will get it like, oh okay, okay. Yeah, I'm hoping that maybe it'll draw a different crowd into my beats. You know, the fact that I'm putting something on top of the beats, okay, and you get like an idea of like, okay, okay, this is what it could be. Um, it could it's gonna be a body of work to represent me, and I look at it from a business standpoint. You know, if somebody has an artist and they need some things done, like, okay, this guy does this, he can produce, he can write, you know, or we got an artist that might need some help, maybe he can do that. So I'm going I'm to throw it out there, and whatever way people take it, they take it, you know? Exactly. Um, but yeah, but back to the what do I love more? Like, I don't know, it depends. Like, t- today I was just loving being a producer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I cooked up a beat a little while ago. My man came through just to give me some energy, and then now I'm sitting up writing to it. So, you know, tonight I'll probably write to that beat. Uh-oh. That's amazing, bro. Yeah, man. I'm trying to get more comfortable with tracking vocals. That's not my strong point. I can do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think in my head, it's like a mental block. Like, it's the worst thing in the world to do when it's actually not. I got the easiest setup to do it. So right. um, that's my next tackle. That's my next my next obstacle to tackle. Once I get that fully under my belt, then I'm then it's like game on. Then I can just... Game over. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Exactly. How do you pick and choose between like beats for yourself or beats for other people? That's the hard part. Every beat I want to keep. I want to keep every beat because I feel like they my kids. Like like how I mentioned, like just to double back when I said I want to pull up at people's spots. It's like, I feel like if I'm just if i just emailing you beats, I'm just sending my kids out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I, I want to pull up at your spot with my kids and show you how fancy they are, how nicely. Yeah. Um, but how do I pick beats for myself? Um, uh, this is going to sound so corny. I think I know what I like. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I make beats, I don't sit down like, and, and I don't have no assignments like what I make. I make what I like. Like no plan, just go in. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'll pick a beat. Like I, like I said, I like every beat. That I make. Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting there and it's a vibe, like and I'm really in my head with the beat, then I'm like, okay, that's mine. Yeah, you just know if the sample fits, that's mine. And some of them, I'll be like, I might be like, yo, okay, I like this beat, but if somebody else was to hear it, this is the idea for it. So I always use okay, even if, even if I say I'm gonna keep this beat for me, it, it may sit in a folder. It may not ever. I may not ever do nothing with it. But if somebody else just happens to hear, it, if I play it for somebody else, the framework is already there, so it could it could work. I could like double, I could cash in twice on it, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just pick like whatever catch me. Let's I make something specific. Let's I hear a sample, and I'm like, okay, I want to use that sample. And I'm gonna make it specifically for me. And nine times out of ten, be the ones that I don't think is gonna be for me that end up being for, <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on something. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm keeping that. You know. Right. Um, but I gotta curb that because I have a whole folder of beats for me and none for nobody else. <laughs> Yeah, man. I love that analogy, man. Like, it's your kids, your your music, your beats are your kids. So, what do you feel about people making like type beats? I will honestly say this: when I first caught wind of the idea, I didn't like it. Um, I will tell you, also being very honest, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had a beat stars page for like a week, right? Yeah, and it just I realized, and this is no disrespect to anybody else, and and hopefully I word this correctly. Um, I don't I make beats. In, in good quantities, but for me, I don't make them that way. I don't. I don't make them like okay to be consumed like like that. You know what I mean? Um, I, I I mean I don't want to say it's like a volume thing, 
but I don't, I just don't I don't do that. That is not my thing. Leasing beats, you know, I think that's cool. You know, it's a it's a hustle, and I understand that producers outside of producing a record or something like that, like we don't tour or nothing like that. So how are you gonna make money? Exactly. Get it? But that's not my. You know, I haven't jumped into that arena. I've kind of looked into some things and um, like looked at like beat selling platforms, like like I said, like beat stars and stuff like that. Mm. But I don't think I create. I'm not in that mode right now. I think for that, like you got to be in that hustle board, and I'm not. Yeah. That's not my thing. I'm on, okay, let me let me sit here and create, you know, a hundred paintings. Nobody may ever see any of them, but let me mm-hmm. create them. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Kind of, kind of mode, you know. I take my head off to those dudes because I see some people's, like, B-Star page and it's like, yo, it looks, it's crazy. Like, They're making bank. Yeah, man. I'm not in that, man. I hope I hope to say, like, one day if I ever fully jump into that lane that yeah. I'm as successful as some of these guys, man. But the tight tight beats I get, you know, I get that's a, it's mm-hmm. thing for that. I have no, I have no issue with that. Um, I do, I do. I will tell you one thing. I get annoyed at, uh, mm-hmm. and I get a lot of DMs and stuff like, "Yo, you want to buy beats?" Like, <laughs> like no disrespect to nobody, but first of all, I'm a producer, so obviously you didn't read my bio or didn't exactly. You just skipped everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then I see like, okay, like five beats for like twenty five dollars. Listen, if that if you eating like that, that's cool. But I don't know if I could do that. Can't cheapen your uh, brand. I don't know if I can do. That. Yeah, I don't know if I, you know. I don't know if I can do that. You know. Um. Then, then when you get to a certain point, how do you ask the next man? Okay, I'm charging this. When they keep like, well, yo, you were selling beats for like twenty twenty five dollars. Um. I don't know if I have anything that I would sell like that. You know. I feel like okay. yo, I put work into my shit, man. So for sure, man. Yeah. yeah so they're your kids too, right? <laughs> my kids, man. Come on, I'm not gonna, you know. I'm, exactly. If I'm gonna have them out here. I gotta have my head looking right. But I take my hat off to those guys. The guys who are hustling and really doing it. Um, whether it be tight beats or least beats, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, I hope if I ever jump into that land that I'm as successful as they are. But um, mm-hmm. if right now, that's not my thing. I'm just like... Respect. Yeah, just super creative. Let me just fill up photos of beats and all types of waves and dry, you know, yeah. vibes and stuff like that. That's it, man. What was the biggest lesson for you making music for the first time? That sometimes less is more. Um, I will say, I, I certain beats um, I make, like if I sample something, and um, I had somebody say this to me one time, like, like, yo, the sample is the star in that beat. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's almost a skill within itself, like, when to not, to know when not to go overboard. Mm-hmm. Ilman said it to me once. Um, he used to do this thing called Feedback Fridays. Like, he was sending a beat, and, um, like, Fridays from, like, 1 to 2, he would just play beats and, like, and, like, review them and stuff like that. And I would break my neck, like, on my lunch break to go to lunch at the same time every Friday have my food at the table with my phone out, like waiting for him to play my beat, right? And get- wow, that's amazing. Yeah, man, that, that was a big thing too. Um, so, and I remember one time he said, I sent him a beat and he was like, yo, like you 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 went, you did just the right amount with the drums, not to overshadow the sample because the sample was a star. And yeah. and I took that piece and then um, I had did a still sessions and um, I had got a lot of compliments on my mixes and stuff like, mm-hmm. he was like, yo, what are you doing? And I was like, you know, honestly, I just learned not to do certain things. So I want to say, like, one of my biggest things with mixing is, like, I mean, with, with just making music here is, like, learning, like, like sometimes less is more. You know, sometimes certain things don't need to be touched. You know, um, to, for me, that's, like, one of my, like, one of my biggest things. You know, um, the, the discipline to not do something. You know, we got a million plugins and stuff like that. You know, we want to use everything. You got to know when to say, you know what? It's all right like that. Yeah. Oh, it's off, but it's all right like that. You know, um, oh, that sample's a little muddy, but it's all right like that because it gives a character. 
um, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I, that's like one of my biggest things, like just learning, just sometimes not doing anything. Less is more. Yeah, yeah, yep. Because you sometimes feel like it's so overwhelming. There's so many plugins, sounds, samples. You just like, you could feel like, oh, I need everything. The sounds are muddy and that's too much. Yo, you know how many EQs I have? Like one day I was just joking around. I was at work and I was just going through my plugin folder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this is this don't even make sense. I, I, I scroll past plugins every day. I probably want, I have plugins I probably open twice and <laughs> this sucks. And I mean, and they're, 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 you know, they cost me a pretty penny. I'm like, okay, this sucks. Yeah. Like now, like I'm, I got another laptop and I'm getting ready to set that up and I want to set it up as basic as possible. Well, like mm-hmm. maybe 10 plugins that I use, if that. That's dope. You know, I use a lot of Shaper, a lot of effect plugins. Um, but when, honestly, my EQ, out of all the EQs I have, like I use like the one EQ all the time because I'm comfortable with it and it gets me the sound that I want. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm trying to scale back, you know, you know, to stay in line with that. Um, you know, sometimes like less is more. Like For sure. if you got too many options, that take away, like you lose energy trying to like you'll be creating something and you got so many options, you know, it like the energy starts to die down because you're wasting so much time. Yeah, man. Okay, am I gonna use this EQ or that EQ? Um, but yeah, so I, I, I like to say less is more, and that's one thing I think that helps with, when it comes to creating sometimes. That's dope. I know I want to back off. Do you have a favorite plugin or instrument? Favorite plugin, oh man, we could be here all night. Uh, <laughs> I will say I'll probably use Fab Filter a lot. Okay. Fab filter, um, Pro C, uh, the compressor and the EQ I use a lot. Um, what's another one that I like? Um, there's a company called Plugin Alliance. The plugin is called BX Refinement. It's almost like a, a plugin where you kind of dial in and can shave off like highs and lows and stuff like that. Really? That's awesome. I use that a lot. Yeah. Um, there's another one. Um, oh, man. It's an exciter by Audio Thing. Mm-hmm. So it was called Valve Exciter by Audio Thing. Okay. It's a good price and it's pretty dope. I use that a lot. Um, I use Kazra K Clip mm-hmm. as my limiter. Um, somebody put me onto that and it's really, really dope. And it's, it's, it's a decent price. I use that. I got like four or five that I always put on my master, you know, especially in machine if I'm bouncing out stems. So my stems are nice and loud when they get into. Yeah. So, um, but those are probably like the five that I use the most, like all the time. Okay. You know, as far as sense and stuff, like you want to know about that, like I'm, I use. Nexus a lot. I use Omnisphere. I use, hey. I use a lot of the air stuff, like Expand and Hybrid. Um, other than that, I sample. I sample a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I use a lot of... Well, recently, like a lot of packs, a lot of sample packs. I try to grab the royalty-free stuff. Um, yeah. There's a lot of producers who I who I really admire, and I, you know, I, usually, I buy a lot of their packs and stuff like that. But I, I create from anywhere. You know, I might just... Have a bunch of songs in my phone, and you know, plug into my auction, just sample all day. Yeah, and do stuff. But um, yeah, man, those those like my five plugins, and you know, that's dope, bro. That I use, yeah, yeah. And you make music full time, or do you have a job inside? Or? I do have a job. Um, I will say over the past seven months, um, I had some time off from one of my jobs. You know, the field I'm in, I'm in like the pharmaceutical field, and mm-hmm. we like my job had a layoff, and it worked in my favor because I knew like, okay, I'm gonna have some months off, I'm gonna have some money. Let me just cook up and just go to as many sessions. That's amazing. Yeah, that was dope. So I got like seven months of that. Um, but I got a job and um, regular nine to five, no weekends, nothing like that. So, you know, yeah. I have my nights and my weekends to do things. Um, and I do stuff during the weekend. Ain't no, ain't no big thing. Even mm-hmm. over the past four years when I've been making beats, like all the I Standard shows, they're like Monday nights, Monday, Tuesday nights, you know. Yeah. So like nothing don't stop. If it got to be done, it got to be done. You know, um, I don't kill myself. I don't, I feel like I don't have to be everywhere. 
But in certain mm-hmm. places, you know, if I got a sacrifice and I'm out to like three in the morning on a Tuesday, it's cool. You know, yeah, ain't no, ain't no big thing. We do what we got to do. Yep, do what must be done. Like what mine exactly, says. exactly. Do what must be done. You know, you might be a little tired the next day, but it'll be yeah. Well. I love that beat you uh, shared out. That was amazing. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. I tell people like yo, I don't, I don't say that I'm the best. I think I got a style, um, but I I just make what I like. I think that's the best part. Like if you, I feel like if I sit down like yo, I'm gonna make this type of beat. It never comes out right. If I just sit down and I'm just vibing, those are some of the best beats like you'll ever hear me make because it's just like, it's no boundaries. You know, um, I feel like, you know, I used to think my style was weird and I had a lot of people like, yo, like, don't don't think that. Like, weird is good. Mm-hmm. The drums got to be slapping. The sample has to be weird. It's got, the beats got to move. It got to have some texture to it. Like, you can't really go wrong, you know? And I learn every day. Like, I learn, like, People be surprised the stuff that I read and like the, the the places where I pick up tips and stuff from. It's like the most oddest places. Yeah, but I feel like ain't nobody like you. We can always learn to be better. You can always be better. You know, for sure. What is your some early like musical influences? Early um, music overall, like production or producing, like producers, producers. Um, of course, Dr. Dre. Of course, Jay Dilla. Hey. Uh, the guy, rest in peace. You know, I'm a fan of No ID. Um, I'm a fan, of course, of Timberland. A big fan of Timberland. I've always liked Pharrell. Um, I've always liked Swiss. If you want to talk about like knots and needles, and and producers like that, like Rockwiler, um, yeah, like guys like that, man. Like just like pretty like producers of the artists that I listen to, like Prem. Yeah, you know, um, I, I was a bit. I'm a big Nas fan. I'm a big Jay fan. Like. Easy Mo B, you know, like those guys that shape that that shape music for me. You know, those are the guys who I look up to. You know, um, if you want to fast forward nowadays, like um, I'm trying to think, who I like, I like vinyls. Of course, I'm say Buddha Grands and the homies. I love, you know, love what they do. They, they taught me so much. A list fame out of Patterson. That's a homie of mine. It's very dope. L mine, of course. You know, I'm biased to the producers that I be around because I feel like. It's like, I feel like it's dope producers. And I'm not just saying it because I know some of these guys, like, they just mutants, man. For sure. It's a different level. Like, yep. you know, I don't know if, like, everybody may not know, but, like, if you know, you know. Like, these dudes. Yeah. So, like, like all the dudes I be around, like I said, Buddha, Grants, A-List, S-Dot, like, all these guys, man. Mike Cuz, like, like the guys that helped me in the last couple of years, like, just grew me. Elmar, I think, is, is, is nuts. Um, oh, shit, the homies, too. Like, Fouché and Nocturnal. Um... It's a lot of producers like on Instagram that ain't like big, big that I'm like big fans of. Right. Because I learned like I don't care. You could you could just start making beats last week. If I go on your Instagram feed and and I'm watching you and I learn something from you, that's I'm it. A fan like I'm not I'm not too big to be like oh I'm not gonna be a fan of his because he just like no I'm a fan you know yeah absolutely but yeah man I like that approach man like you're always a like a learner willing to learn from others no matter how big your numbers are. Yeah. Don't, you know that I mean? don't matter exactly you know my grandma's always telling me like you treat everybody the same yeah so if it's the, the the custodian in the building or the vice president you know you say good morning you be respectful so that's i look at like somebody could just be starting out you might do something that's phenomenal I'm like yo i need to learn how to do that yeah never too big to be like yo oh i've been making beats for this is how long you know you can't teach me anything yeah i'm better than you like no nah. yeah everybody think different that's just like if you ever been to one of them sample flip saturdays or anything like that you give 30 people the same sample and you'll get 30 different pieces of music. Exactly. You know, so so what you just started making beats. You might have caught an angle that I didn't catch and you could teach me something. Yeah. You know, so that's how I look at it, man. And never be too proud of that. You you learn from everything. I have a, a three-year-old going on four. 
a four-year-old daughter, and she teaches me a lot of stuff. You think, okay, we're raising them. Like, nah, in the essence, they teaching us. Exactly. That's that's how I look at it. I look at it, man. That's cool, man. How is it like being a dad, man? Oh, man, it's, it's, well, I, it's just my first time, so it's, um, it's cool, and it, and it's cool the fact, like, my daughter's into music, and she's into, like, art and stuff like that, so. That's awesome. She can come in here and hang out and play on the machine with me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the cool part, you know. Um, I'm pretty sure there'll come a time where she don't like it. I mean, who knows? Now she's like really into it. And um, it's just cool, man. I think it, the crazy part is, like I said, like you asked me like where I do most of my stuff. And 99.9% of my stuff is done here. Like if I had the chance to go like and have a budget to work in a big studio, I would probably still do the core of my work here. Um, even though like I got a kid running around and stuff like that, this is where I get my energy from. Exactly. Your inspiration. Yeah, if that makes any sense. So, um, yeah. Yeah, man, it's cool. It's cool being a dad, man. It's 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 tricky at times, you know, because you they do stuff and you don't want to laugh because they remind you, you know. But um, but I enjoy of yourself. Yep, yeah, man, I enjoy. It. I, I I definitely get, you know, you can see on my Instagram if it ain't like food, music, it's my daughter. Like I, I definitely get energy from her, and um, ever since she was born, she just about to be four. That's been like when it really smacked me. Like okay, like it's time to go hard. Yeah, I was gonna ask you that. Being a father, has that changed your perspective or your worth ethic? Yeah, man. Yeah, she. Yeah. she was the catalyst. Like the catalyst. Um, like I said, I had always been messing around with music and like letting my homies hit beats and stuff like that. Till about three, four years ago, like that's when it was like, okay, you gotta go. You know, you go. You got something. You got something that people like. Um, I had to like my first. I stand to showcase. I'm now getting out. And I'm hearing other people's views other than my inner circle. And, um, you know, I have people who are established and who are dope themselves telling me, like, yo, you're genuinely dope. I'm just like, okay, like, building my confidence, shaking off that doubt. And um, I'm like, yo, like, I could I could give myself a better life and give my daughter a better life. Um, not so much like being a millionaire. I know everybody would like to be like that. But my thing is having freedom, like getting up and... I always say, like, if I could go to, if I could, you know, cook up or do what I do and live comfortably, you know, um, you know, be able to save a little bit, you know, and function and stuff like that, I'll take that, you know, because I, I'd love to be able to get up every day and like, okay, I got a session over here, I got a session over there, and be able to come home and feed my family from that. I think that's for me, that that freedom alone is worth. That's is priceless. Yeah, you can't put a price on that. Yeah, I, I can't, you know, like I said, the last couple of months I've been out of work. That's the freest I ever felt. Like, get up in the morning, take my daughter to school, come back, all right, check my emails, and I get to cook for seven, eight hours a day and, like, really dig into my ideas. Like, nothing beats that. That's incredible. Yeah, man. man. Yep, yep. Do you have any goals for 2019? Uh, you want to accomplish? Yes. If I could turn my laptop around, you can see it. I got posters all over my, over my whiteboard. And, um... A couple of them is like, one is, you know, I'll get a major placement in 2019. And, You'll get it, bro. And major doesn't mean with like Beyonce. That would be dope. <laughs> but major for me means like, you know, um, just like something big for me. It could be it could it could be a non-paid placement, but like a, a, a dope MC that I admire. So uh, that's major for me. You know, um, you know, of course, we would like it to be major with a big old check attached to it. Yeah. So that's a goal. Another one I got is like, um, you know, I'll be better disciplined, meaning like my follow up game. You know, I meet a bunch of people and they ask for music, you know, don't flood them, but be more consistent. We'll drop a dope project this year. That's an effect. I'm working on that. 
um, finally, you know, people going to get to hear, like, I got, like, out of all my posts on Instagram, I probably got, like, four posts of me rapping, and they get very good feedback. And everybody like, yo, like, what are you doing? And they people bug out, and they're like, yo, I'm an MC first. I started making beats like, a couple years ago. They're like, well, why don't you make your own stuff? And then I go into the whole deal of, like, yo, that's what I did it for, and just kind of fell in love with production and, and ran away with the production. Um, again, it's also like a mental thing. It's like, okay, what am I scared of? Yeah. Somebody asked me not too long ago, I was in the session. He's like, yo, are you scared? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, what you mean? I'm like, yo, what if I put some shit together that's really dope? Like, and that ball starts rolling, you know, what do I do? Is that scared of success? Yeah, and then he was like, yeah, for fear of success. Yeah, just go with it. Just go with it, man. Um, exactly. I feel like I got the cheat code, you know? I make my own beats. Like, that's just like me and you on a racetrack and, 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 the, and the green light goes and we go. I designed the track. I know where all the turns are, you know, so I can really, you know, floss and finesse, you know. Um, so I look at it like that. It's like, okay, it's that time. Let me let me get these ideas, get these beats together, um, mm-hmm. and put this EP together and, and give it out to the people. It could be something to rock to. You could take it as my body of work. You could take it as, okay, he's a creator, and this is what he can do. So I'm going to try to yeah. serve, like, dual purposes, man. Um, but that's my biggest thing. Is My biggest thing is to put out something. It's a production yeah, project. Yeah, for sure. It's my biggest, biggest thing. And then it introduces people more to my production. Um, exactly. Somebody told me a while ago, was like, yo, like you need to do like find a couple of artists and do some EPs. And I, I got a couple of artists that I've been working with and nobody, we know we never really locked in for like a full project. So what? Wait a minute. Why don't I just do my own project? Exactly. It's better to introduce my work but me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, you get to hear bars, you get to hear you know, vocals, you get to hear the production, you get to hear the ideas, you know, and hey, you may say, hey, I think he's terrible as an MC, but I love his production, I love his work, you know, so my thing is, never know, yeah, you never know, I throw it out there, it sticks, it sticks, Um, Mm -hmm. and for me, it satisfies that, okay, this is something that I've been working up to, yeah, before any of this dog, like rapping and like writing music, that came easy to me, but I didn't know how to make these, I didn't know how to mix, I didn't know how to do all this other stuff, so for me, I feel like, like, I came a long way. Like, I could put you in front of a million people that know me that'd be like, yo, I remember when he would go to the studio and just do his verse and be out. Like, I didn't want to look at no buttons being turned, oppressed, or anything. So to now see me so in love with it on this side and, you know, not to shake, you know, to toot my own horn or nothing like that, I'm pretty dope, you know, you know, out of other people's mouths, like, rep with the- hey. Like, so to come from nowhere, it's for me, if I never sold a record in my life or never did anything in my life, just the fact that I didn't, this wasn't my lane. Wasn't my lane at all. You know, um, I wasn't EQing hardware. Like, what is this? This this was all French to me. I didn't want to do that. I want to be, you know, the MC. Um, so for me, like, a lot of my stuff is self-taught. And I'm very proud of, proud of, about that. Um, you know, and I can do it with quality and, you know, um, and style and stuff like that, man. I'm, yeah. I'm getting better. I'm learning. So... It's only right that I put out a project and kind of show the people. Absolutely, I think it's gonna. Be, I think it's gonna. It's gonna weird people out a little bit. I'm excited for it, man. You let me know when it drops. That. Yeah, when I drop it, man. Hopefully, we can <laughs> do this again and we, we can talk nope. about it, man. Um, Definitely, man. Looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. dude. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man, that's me, Malcolm Seth, man. Um, you know, I know people like ask. I, you know, just because people like yo, Malcolm Seth, like my name is Yusef and Malcolm Seth. Mm-hmm. Um, is a hybrid of my name and um, the name of one of my, um, you know, idols, you know, Malcolm X. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what he stood for, the man that he was, and his attitude by any means necessary. Like, I, I say Malcolm Seth because I apply that to my music by any means necessary. You know, um, I have, like I said, most of my stuff is self-taught. 
this wasn't supposed to be what I, you know, I'm not supposed to be in this lane. I'm not supposed to be making beats. I'm not supposed to be making beats, like dope beats. That's not, that wasn't my thing. Um, but I was determined to learn, you know, um, you know, literally dragging my laptop to work every day and just like zoning out at lunch and just cooking beats up at lunch to, to reading about compression and watching tutorials and all this other stuff before I even touched the drum pad. Um, to finally getting out of my shell, like, okay, let me get on stage and play five beats at our standard, you know, the first time ever, you know, um, and see what it sounds like. I think I played one of my first beats at like an Ilman Black Kit seminar. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, wow. Then he had a joint where before he did the Pastor Ox, like, you could hang out with him for a couple, like, for a day. And I did that. And he's like, yo, you know, I think you're dope. Like, keep working. And um, then I would do like the Feedback Friday. So just making myself like there, you know, um, uh, I stand to have this thing where they would have somebody take over their Instagram and critique songs as long as you sent beats in and I would do mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just like always pushing, like, like again, by any means to get better. You know, um, you know, I, like I said, I flew to Atlanta a couple of months ago for literally a day and yeah. in Atlanta at like 11 in the morning, went to a studio and was back on the plane by like nine o'clock that night. You know, like going back home um, just to do a session. So that's crazy. You know, people like by any means. And, you know, I don't know if that may seem, you know, very special to anybody but for me again this wasn't my thing you know yeah and i and i and i fell in love with it and you know i'm good at it um and i'm only i'm growing i'm getting better um so yeah just to give you like a little backstory on what like the malcolm seth thing is about by any means man i don't want to hear like i hear people be like yo i you know i gotta work i go to work man look i do that too we get we get we all get the same 24 hours it's just a matter of what you're gonna do with it. You feel me? I I'll say this: I wasn't a big fan of trap music because I'm I'm like I'm I'm a sample guy. Like I like boom bap, I like hard heavy stuff. And then I kind of okay, let me take my walls down a little bit and and learn it and do it my way. I've come up with a little style that that's like kind of like particular to me. You know, um, again by any means necessary, whatever it takes. You know, whatever it takes. You know, if I gotta be up till three in the morning trying to figure something out. I'm gonna be up till three in the morning, trying, you know, figuring it out, I'm gonna yep. figure it out. I'm the same way too. <laughs> I tell people I don't know everything, man, but I know where to go look for it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, give me time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give I'll me, learn exactly, exactly. You know, going back to what Ilman said, like, do you know we do? You know, do we do what need to be done? Um, sometimes there ain't no other choice. Yeah. You know, oh man, I gotta do a showcase, whatever tomorrow. I got ten beats to mix. What I'm gonna do? Okay, I guess I'm not gonna sleep. I just do like it. Like, what's the what's the other alternative? You know. Um, and then you sit back, and when you sit back and and you you accomplish that, and you sit back, you be like, yo, like you one, you got a cool cool ass story to tell, and then you can pat yourself on the back, like, yo, I didn't fold, you know, I pushed, yeah, and I made it. So it's like, okay, when I come to the next obstacle, I just push. It's, it's all it's like it's always something cooler on the other side, you know. So you push, um, and that's what I'm doing, man. You know, I, I guess I've been back to work the past couple of weeks, so my cook up slowed down a little bit, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, wait a minute, I know the speed that I can work, I know what I can do. Okay, these are my set hours every night, and this is what I know I can do within. And then I just do the rest on the weekends. It's it's simple. Um, you know, it, it's like you could throw out a handful of darts, or I could throw out ten accurate darts. You know, um, of course I got to keep the lights on. I got responsibilities. I just got to throw ten accurate darts. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not home all day to cook up to throw like a million of them. Right. So now it's like, okay, I know what I can do. Okay, let me throw ten, but dead on. You know. Exactly. It's about that longevity. Yeah, man. The long game versus the short game. You know how it be. You should be like, yo, I'm going to make like 100 beats a day. Yep. And then like, I used to be like, yo, I'm going to make 10 a day. Nah, I'm going to make five a day. Okay, then I get like three good ones maybe. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to create. And then if 
whatever whatever I do is that's so true. You know, so that's it, man. That's it. That's it, man. It's my 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 method of madness is not that complicated. I hope I get to the to the point one day where my method of madness will be complicated. I hear you, man. Yo, where can we find you? Where can you find me? Um, at Malcolm Seth on Twitter and Instagram, and then I'm Malcolm Seth on SoundCloud. And um, another one of my little things, I have I plan to be better with updating my my SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. My SoundCloud, I think the last thing it has on it is some beats that I had up. Um, and I think some stuff from my my first beat tape that I have up there. I did a I did a joint with my man, um, some guy. He's a producer out of Queens called Flowers, that's right? Up, yeah, that's up there. Um, I heard it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So good, thank man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was one of the first joints I recorded in like year, like maybe like four or five years. Probably really, like yeah. And I did it at Music Works. And when I came in, I, I got in the booth, and I'm like, okay, give me a little minute. I might be rusty. I think I did my vocals like maybe like 30 minutes or something like that. And um, they was bugging like, yo, like you sound like you really rap. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I do. And then it's like, well, why don't you do it more? And I'm like, I don't know, because I'm in my head about it. Like, you know, yeah. so again, like going all the way back, like I'm just trying to marry the two now, man. Like I started out doing this. I can now do this. They should really play well together. But for some reason, it's like, I run, yo, I'll sit here nights, like side note, have my whole, my whole recording setup set up. You know, like when I, when I record, I move my machine. I'll put like my, the compressor up here. I got the mic. I'm literally sitting here. You know, I might have, you know, the, the bug burner. I'm in my vibe. I will make recording vocals like the most tedious thing. Ever. It's super simple. Put the headphones on, you know, hit the space bar, you record. But I think it's like a mental thing. Like that it's almost like, okay, oh, you, oh, damn, Seth, this is going to be so stupid. This is going to be boring. Like, oh, yeah, like I make it bigger than it has to be. Yeah. So when I'm just like, why not just, just relax and do it? Then when I sit and I have those successful nights while I track out and it comes out clean, I'm like, well, I can just do that all the time. So it's like I'm beating up on myself. It's like, <laughs> like I said, we we our own worst enemy. Um, We our own worst critics. And I think like when I sit here and track out vocals, that really, you should see it. If that part really, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. Like I'm fighting myself, you know, Um, but that's something I'm getting better with. And, and I understand that the better I get with that, the more comfortable I get, the less resistance the more productive I'm going to be. Like, you know, I could be doing like dropping like two or three freestyles or just like little songs, just, like right from here, like in a week, mm-hmm. you know, most of my, you know, my, it's not for me to mix. I mix as I go along. So, you know, as I'm building, I'm mixing. So by the time I get to the end, my beats primarily mixed. I'm dropping the vocals. I have vocal templates for myself. I know what I'm supposed to sound like. So it's just a matter of me doing it, man. It's a, it's a mental thing, but it's all good though. It's growth. You know, you know, um, I seen DCAP post something one day. He was like, um, you know, something about like growth is like sometimes uncomfortable, but lean into it, you know? Um, and my lady said that to me, she's like, yo, you know, don't run away from it, lean into it. Hey, you know, that's some point, man. Yeah. That's the truth. The universe be pulling us certain ways, man. And we be fighting back. Sometimes we just got to let it just go with it. Yep. Just go with it, dog. Yeah, man. That's it. That's it. There you go, man. Yo, this has been such a fun podcast, man. Ah, thank you, man. I enjoyed it, brother. I really, really enjoyed it, man. I hope people got to, like, you know, they get a little bit of better of an understanding, you know, of Malcolm Seth. Um, you know, I'm a very personable person. Like, when you see me, people will come up and talk to me. Like, I love to talk. I love to share knowledge. I love to learn. I love to meet people. Um, you know, I, I think uh, this year is going to be a good year for me. We only, like, what, like a month in? Yep. And I've gotten some some cool things have happened to me. And I've gotten some green lights and some music through to a few people. I got to meet some people who I really admire, you know, over the last couple of weeks. And um, I'm just looking just to like just try to be like just do more of that, you know, 
you know, every time something good comes to me, I put some more good stuff out. Um, like I said, I'm starting my project, starting to track vocals for my stuff, um, doing some stuff at Engine Room Audio. Um, I'm on a project where I have production on a project. I have a song on a project. The homie Dreddy Kruger, he did a lot of stuff for Wu Tang. You know, so I'm on his 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 project. Um, working on my project. I'm looking for other people to work with. You know, so. That's it, man. You know, people want to work. I'm down to work. You know, I'm, I'm no millionaire, you know, and I, I can't promise anything, but I will promise, like, you know, we sound and cook is going to be dope. And um, I think we're in an era where, you know, you just need product. You just need good product. You, you know, so many different venues and think platforms that you can use to get your product out there. You just need to create good product. So I'm just trying to do that and just get better. That's it, man. That's great, man. Yeah, man. All right, man. So I'll highlight you. Definitely. Peace to the people. Anybody hear this? Again, at Malcolm Seven, Instagram, Twitter, um, SoundCloud. Hit me up for collabs. Hit me up to work. Hit me up to say peace, questions, um, anything, man. That's it. That's it. Awesome, bro. All right, man. All right, man. Take care. I'll right, you. Peace. All right, guys, that was episode 10 of Ox Talk. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, just let me know. Screenshot your phones, tag me on Instagram. And just let me know how you thought about it, what you liked, what you didn't like. And I'm very open to um, getting you guys feedback on how I can improve the show, make it better and make it better for you guys. So thank you for listening to the podcast. This is episode 10 of Ox Talk with Malcolm Sepp. And I'll see you guys next week.